This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I want to thank our sponsor, R&B Car Company. R&B has a huge selection of quality SUVs, cars, trucks, crossovers, and minivans. Go to rnbcarcompany.com to find special offers and promotions today. 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. What if I were to tell you that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez may be packing her bags and leaving Congress? And what if I were to tell you that this had nothing to do Nothing to do with her losing an election. How would that make you feel inside? I bet a couple of you are probably happy. Well, it is a possibility. New York State Democrats may have found a way to get rid of Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and they will not need to primary her to do it. Remember, Democrats are not happy with her. All right, She is one of the few freshman representatives who went to D.C. I will give her credit for this, by the way. I always warn all of you, when there's a freshman House of Representatives person who gets elected and they go to Washington, D.C., this happened with Jackie Wilorski some years ago when she was a freshman. And a lot of you thought that she was going to go there and crack some heads and be able to change everything, and I had to kind of calm you down, even though you didn't want to believe me, and you said a bunch of nasty things about me. But I had to calm you down and let you know that she was beholden to John Boehner. And she's got to do what John Boehner wants her to do. He'll give her some freedom. But basically, uh, with the favors that she had to call in to get there, she had to make sure that she served the overlord, and that was John Boehner. That is that way for everybody who is a freshman in the House of Representatives, okay? To a lesser extent in the Senate, but definitely in the House. You need to win allies in the House if you are ever going to be reelected, okay? So... A lot of people were not real thrilled with Jackie Wilarski's first two years, although I thought she did just fine. And part of the reason for that was she had to do things that Boehner wanted her to do, and all of you wanted her to be a Tea Party conservative, even though she didn't campaign as one. So part of that, when I look at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I, I, I look at it and she didn't do that. She went there and she said, I don't care who you are. I have my opinions and my beliefs, and I'm just going to go full bore on them. And she has. I've got to give her credit for that, okay? She did not bow to the authority. Now, she's a lunatic, but you have to give her credit for being a tenacious lunatic. As we have reported, the state of New York could lose at least one congressional seat in 2020 after the census. And it could be Ocasio-Cortez's seat on the chopping block. This is the Federalist Papers. Now, the reason for that, um, once again, I've got to go over the list of the mass exoduses again with the, uh, the numbers that we have. But after the 2020 census is done, based on the preliminary numbers that we have of how many people leave these places, I'll probably do that here at uh, 415. I'll tell you uh, how they, people keep leaving these states. But people keep fleeing New York. And as more and more people over the years have fled New York, remember New York has been at the top of the list 
uh, or near the top of the list, I should say, one of the top three states to lose population for several years in a row now. People are fleeing New York. Okay, Not New York City, New York. They're leaving the whole state. And your House of Representatives seat numbers are based on what? Population. Well, if you lose population for enough years in a row, and the census is taken, which, of course, determines how many congressional seats you get, then all of a sudden you don't have enough of a population to, to justify having that additional congressional seat. So you lose it, which means you get to go ahead and redraw those districts. New York is expected to lose a House seat after the 2020 census, and state Democrats are looking to draw out AOC's district, according to Frank Luntz. <laughs> Remember, Nancy Pelosi does not want Ocasio-Cortez back at all. And she has made, she's mocked her, made fun of her. The Democratic Party has looked at primarying her and not funding her campaign. And Ocasio-Cortez is also not particularly uh, popular, I should say. Eh, okay, let me take that back. The popularity thing is the wrong phraseology. She does not have a visceral loyalist base in her district. They're Democrats. And if she's on the ballot and no other Democrat primaries her, she'll win. But there are going to be, if, if, she, um, if she is primary, there, there could very well be a big fight. There's not a lot of people in her district who are super high on her, okay? They won't ever vote for a Republican. Although there's some people running who, who say otherwise. But they will certainly vote for another Democrat over her. So if the Democratic Party can get away with getting her out of Congress without ever having to invest in running against her, then they will. Ocasio-Cortez has been working hard to get her constituents to fill out their census forms in order for her to keep her nice $170,000 a year job, which she says, of course, is not enough money. Our strategy is all about building trust in the community before the enumerators even come to your door, she said. There's been an increased use of one's immigration status as a form of intimidation, she said to the city. Uh, and this, this is kind of where the census is important. And this is one of the reasons why your citizenship status on the census, I think is so important. And I went over the history of the citizenship question, which has been on the census in one form or another, the vast majority of American history. Okay. This notion that asking if you are a citizen of the United States on the census being a brand new thing is poppycock. It's complete garbage. I went over the history of it. And it has been a routine question on at least a partial sample of the censuses that have been sent out since the beginning of the census. But if you give congressional seats to a state based on non-citizen populations, I, in my opinion, deem that to be unfair. In other words, if you pick up, this is why we talk about California. California has several seats that they could lose if they didn't count illegal immigration. So if you're an illegal immigrant in California, you are counted as a member of the citizenry of California and therefore the total population, which of course adjusts how many representatives they get in Congress. If you don't count illegal immigrants, who again aren't supposed to be here, are criminals, are fugitives from the law, and should not be counted, in my opinion, then you lose those congressional seats. There is one of the reasons that there is such a huge pro-immigrant 
bent in some of these municipalities because they don't want to lose congressional power. So, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is basically playing on that. She needs to keep her job. To keep her job, she needs there to be enough people in not just her district, but in New York, to justify New York keeping that congressional seat. If there isn't enough people in New York to keep that additional seat, the Democrats don't like her very much and will just write her district out, which means she's out of a job in the new Congress. The issue for her is that 47% of her district are foreign-born and there is no telling what percentage are legal. Thus, there is a fear of taking an official government survey. For Ocasio-Cortez, a full census count is more than a matter of making sure the district gets all of the funds and services is due. In a sense, her own political fortunes could hang in the balance. This is very interesting. A review by The City, building on data and analysis by the Texas Tribune, suggests that Ocasio-Cortez's district could be particularly vulnerable to undercount because a little over a quarter of those living there are non-citizens, which is a higher percentage than any other congressional district in the state. <laughs> a census undercount in her district and elsewhere in the state could lead to the elimination of congressional districts, potentially setting off politically charged redistricting battles, etc., etc., etc. So if it gets to the point where they draw her district away and her district gets absorbed by one or more other congressional districts, um, she's no longer a member of Congress because she has no district to represent. So she's just, she's just gone. It's like she was never there. And then she has to run in a district that already has an incumbent. And who knows if she would win that race or not. So pretty interesting stuff. I will talk about this population thing and what the census projections show uh, for various other states when it pertains to the Electoral College. Coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3. Michiana's News Channel. Once again, I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Hey, don't forget to follow my brand new verified Twitter account at RealCaseyH. Don't go to the you the old uh, Casey the host one. That one's been banned. But if you go to the go to the new one at RealCaseyH, that is my new Twitter. Got a picture of my ugly mug on there and everything. So let me tell you what's happening in New York population wise. Despite the nation's longest economic expansion, the Empire State is actually losing population, according to the U.S. Census data released uh, recently. The total state population as of mid-2019 was 19,453,561. That is a drop of nearly 77,000 people from the previous year. So New York lost nearly 77,000 people Mid by mid 2019, who knows uh, what it ends up being now? Okay, New York was one of only 10 states to suffer a total population decline in 2018 to 2019, its fourth consecutive annual decrease after five years of growth and the largest population drop of any state, which is one of the reasons why they are looking at New York losing a congressional seat. So, New York lost almost 77,000 people last year. Illinois has lost a population 
uh, lost population, I should say, for the sixth year in a row. And it lost more residents than any state this decade. Illinois' population decrease in 2019 is estimated to be 51,250 people. Now, here's what's interesting about this. Both New York and Illinois' percentage of population loss is 0.4%. Isn't that interesting? I don't know why that is, but I thought that was interesting. Since the turn of the decade, Illinois has lost more residents than any other state, with a drop of about 159,700 people, or 1.2% of its population. Only three other states have shrunk since 2010, Connecticut, Vermont, and West Virginia, with West Virginia losing the largest share of its residents at a 3.3% decline. Isn't that interesting? Now, why is this important? Because, again, this all impacts the census in 2020, which is, guess is this year. So I could probably stop saying 2020 and just start saying this year's census. Democrats in 2020 have some potentially bad news upcoming because Senate, uh, excuse me, Senate, not Senate, census projections showing that the Electoral College will have gains for the GOP. Census projections, uh, let's see, population estimates show reliably Democratic states like New York, California, and Illinois will each lose at least one congressional district and representation in the Electoral College. Conversely, states that tend to vote for Republicans, such as Texas, Florida, and Montana, are expected to increase their presence. Oh, the idea that New York is going to lose congressional seats and Montana is going to gain them? That is going to cause a lot of people to go eat some meatballs that night. This is looking to benefit Republicans only because of how the landscape has changed, according to Jenna Ellis, who is a senior legal analyst for the Trump 2020 campaign. Uh, she was on a radio station, KTRH. Ellis also noted that Democrats anticipated losses uh, is why the mobile why they mobilized so strongly to oppose the Trump administration's addition of a citizenship question on the census, which of course could take away as many as two or three seats in California. They're not interested in laws, she said. They're not interested in sound reasoning or fair and accurate representation. Get it? Obviously, she's partisan. Now I agree with her, but she's obviously partisan. Okay. So if you, <laughs> if you look at if you look at this. I mean, this is the thing you have to understand about, you know, about politics and about our society, I guess, in general, is there's always this, I know that Sean Hannity uses the term boomerang, like you throw it out there and it comes back to you. You could also look at it as a series of hills and valleys, you know, it, it'll come up and it'll come back down. You could just look at it as a sphere. Eventually it's going to come around. So everything kind of normalizes itself. It's one of the reasons why it's so it's typically easy to predict who's going to win congressional elections based on party and who's going to win presidential elections based on party. Okay. It, it's fairly easy to do that. If you take a step back and you go, okay, the trends have always been this, right? So the pattern has always been that Trump was going to win this thing. That was the pattern. All right. Now that doesn't mean it's universal. There are outliers that happen and things that certainly change things. And we know that uh, for the past, decade or so the normal patterns of politics and economics in the United States have completely changed. So that may not hold for the future. But now as we we've seen the these population growths in these blue states and all of a sudden people are now leaving those blue states why? 
because of the policies of blue state politicians, predominantly taxes. Like if you look at Illinois, again, we go over this uh, every year. In Illinois, the number one reason that they leave is taxes. Number two reason or number three reason is violence. And you have to understand that Illinois is not a violent state outside of Chicago. Then you look at New York, and again, number one reason that people leave New York is New York City is not a violent city. But one of the reasons that you leave New York is because it's just, it's taxing, they tax everything. The people I know that live in New York, you know, I had an opportunity when I, when I first met Buck Sexton, we talked for probably an hour and a half about the taxes that he has to deal with in New York City. And he loves New York. He says he's never leaving New York. That's his home. It's always been his home. He loves it there. But he's, he's never going to leave. But he goes, boy, there are times where it gets frustrating with the amount of taxes that he has to pay. And he's not alone. There's a lot of people that have left New York. I said 77,000 people, almost 77,000 people, left New York last year. Illinois has lost more people in the past decade than any other state. And now all of these, these blue states are potentially losing at least one congressional seat. This is where the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez story that I was talking about a few minutes ago comes in. Democrats may just draw her district out and get rid of it if they lose that seat. So she's going to have to uh, run in a different district, not as the incumbent, but the challenger. Because her district is going to get absorbed by one, maybe more congressional districts, depending on how they do it. And you assume that the Democratic Party is going to redraw those district lines to not be favorable to her. Because they don't like her very much. So now overall, this is a help for the GOP. Because Texas, Florida, Montana all get extra seats and extra electoral votes. Because remember, your electoral votes are based on that population too. Uh, now, you talk to the, the pro-popular vote movement like Pete Buttigieg, they don't seem to understand apportionment. And they throw that uh, they throw that argument out, but you know this is this is a pretty big deal. Now Florida is technically a swing state; it'll go blue, it'll go red, it'll go blue, it'll go red. That's why Florida is so important. Texas is reliably red. Montana's reliably red, although there has been movement since I have been in this industry 14 years ago to move to Texas and turn it blue. And every time there's a major election, they say that this is the year that they're going to turn Texas blue. It hasn't happened yet. One day it probably will. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. But this is this is pretty big news when you're the GOP and you're looking at this. And this is without the citizenship question being added to the census. This is purely because people are leaving these states. Now, of course, a lot of those people are leaving California, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, and New York. And guess where they're going? Florida and Texas. Which is, Casey, how could you say Texas is ever going to be blue? Because those people leaving those states go to Texas. Now, just in the interest of trying to tell you that I'm not insane, I'm from Nevada. Nevada was always red. Always. It was not conservative. It was libertarian. And what happened in Nevada? Everybody from California and everybody from Washington State and everybody from New York who left those places moved to Las Vegas. 
And when they moved to Las Vegas, they bought two and three houses after selling their house back in their home state, and they became landlords. That's what their new income was. And now Nevada is a blue state. It is not a battleground state anymore. It is not a swing state. It's a blue state. Because of one city and one city alone. So do I see it happening in Texas and Florida? Florida's already, you know, you never know what you're going to get with Florida, but do I see it happening in Texas? Absolutely. Not for some time, uh, but certainly it could happen in Texas. So right now we're looking at, a, at you know, a, a big benefit to the Republicans. We'll see what happens in the future, but um, this 2020 census is going to be very, very interesting because right now it's looking bad for the Democrats and good for the GOP going forward. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. It is good to be back. My Discord people, they get me. Anyway, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Uh, I just tweeted out a tweet to Brooklyn because Joe and I, we both noticed it. Neither of us said anything until well, an hour and a half into the show. I didn't notice it when I came in. You didn't notice it? No, I because when I left on this break to go fill up my water bottle, I walked back in and I went. So you didn't notice it when you came in? No. It was like the first thing I noticed, and I almost said something, but I was distracted. Didn't um, The studio has a long, rich history yeah, of well, smelling like, like sweaty man. Used food and BO. Yeah. Okay. Uh, predominantly from our former morning guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it just smells that way, right? You're stuck in this thing for four or five hours. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying this is just a byproduct of doing a morning show. It's terrible. Uh, and then you have an airtight room that sits closed all day long, right? And oftentimes the heater and air conditioning don't work in it. Today, for the very first time, we both came in, and it smells fruity and pleasant. It's nice. It's, it's a very, it's not like overly strong. No, it's it very just, nice. And I, It's beautiful. I have a long history of bringing plug-ins yes. and, you know, and air spritzers. fresheners and things like that in here to try and make it nice, yeah. right? Um, I, I don't need it to smell like it's a, a botanical garden or anything. I just don't want it to smell like butt when I come <laughs> into work. That's all. And this is the very first time that I have come to work and it has smelled pleasant and it was not because of me. So I tweeted to Brooklyn. She hasn't responded yet. Thanking her for this because it's not John's doing. I guarantee you that uh, <laughs> it's, it's Brooklyn without a doubt. She's the new one in the studio and all of a sudden the whole place smells very pleasant. So we're giving her full credit for that. So uh, if you talk to her in the morning, when you do Michiana's morning news, you contact them or whatever, make sure you let them know that we were very pleased. I'm not being snarky about this. I'm oh, being dead serious. This great. is a nice welcome it's change. It's nice to not be like, oh, it smells like button here. Do I or do I not have like Febreze in here all the you time? Do. There's there's a Febreze bottle and, right there. And I soak the acoustic foam. I soak the carpet. I yeah. soak the walls. I soak the trash cans periodically throughout the day. And everything that I do is merely temporary. So whatever she did, I don't know if it's a lotion or a perfume or whatever she is wearing, but it smells great. And it lasted all day. So thank you, Brooklyn. We do appreciate your efforts. All right. 
574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Somebody did send me a text that, hey, uh, Nevada has almost no population outside of its cities, so it was easy to flip. This isn't true for Florida and Texas, uh, which does slow the process down. You're right. Las Vegas controls all of Nevada, okay? Just like Chicago controls all of Illinois, all right? A um, little bit more flexibility in New York, but basically New York City controls all of New York. Uh, you're right. It is much more diverse in Florida and Texas with the population centers. You're 100% right. Uh, but eventually, I think they'll get there. It it took, let's see, how long have we been doing this? It took less than a decade for Nevada to flip. It was that fast. I mean, it was overnight, less than a decade. Uh, and it has taken much longer for Texas to flip. Florida does flip. So, you know, but you're right. Uh, technically, yes. Uh, when you have the population centers um, as diverse as they are in Texas, it will take a longer period of time to do that. Uh, and by the way, San Antonio is an amazing city, but it is hugely blue. So there are really awesome cities in Texas that lean very, very blue. All right. I first want to thank our new show sponsor. R&B Car Company. R&B has a huge selection of quality SUVs, cars, trucks, crossovers, and minivans. Go to rnbcarcompany.com to find special offers and promotions today. I have some breaking news. Are you ready for this? Covington Catholic High School student Nick Sandman received, reportedly, has received a settlement from CNN after suing the network for smearing his name last year. According to Fox 19, CNN agreed Tuesday to settle a lawsuit with Covington Catholic student Nick Sandman. The amount of the settlement was not made public during a hearing at the federal courthouse in Covington. Sandman also filed lawsuits against the Washington Post and NBC Universal, each for $250 million or over, and is reportedly planning to sue Gannett, who are the owners of the Inquirer. Uh, Sam and attorneys Todd McCurdy and Lynn Wood filed $275 million lawsuit against CNN in March of last year in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Kentucky. CNN was probably more vicious in its direct attacks on Nicholas than the Washington Post, and CNN goes into millions of individuals' homes, and don't forget, they pay to be in airports, too, by the way. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I don't know if I talked about that before vacation. The report came out that answered the question that many of you have about why is CNN on in so many flipping airports? And there's many theories that are floating around. We ended up finding out that CNN pays to be on in those airports. So CNN pays the airports to be the network of choice in the airports. So that is why when you go to an airport, you see CNN on. They are actually paying the airport to be on the air there. So there you go. Uh, let's see. CNN couldn't resist the idea that there's a guy with a young boy uh, that make America great cap on, so they go after him. Uh, they really went after Nicholas and the idea that he was part of a mob that was attacking the black Hebrew Israelites, which, by the way, is now responsible for a terrorist attack on Jews in New York. So just so we're crystal clear, okay, the black Hebrew Israelites and Antifa are responsible for more mass shootings than the NRA. Just so we're crystal clear. They accused him of yelling racist slurs at the black Hebrew Israelites. It was totally false. Now you, now you say that you've seen the tape. If you took the time to look at the full context of what happened that day, Nicholas Salmon did absolutely nothing wrong. 
He was, as I've said to others, he was the only adult in the room. Now, that is uh, his attorney, Lynn Wood. Now, and here's the thing that a lot of you are wondering why this is why this is happening. I, I keep getting these messages from people who have not followed the story. Okay, So this all happened on a Saturday, right? Saturday evening, Eastern time. Sunday morning, by 10 a.m., we had the full tape. It was literally less than 24 hours, less than 12 hours away. We had the tape. So we knew what he was being accused of doing wasn't accurate. And I was tweeting about it. Many others were tweeting about it. Ruined my whole Sunday morning because it's a story that I had to cover. I couldn't just ignore it, right? And the fact that they continued for weeks and for months to, to attack him and lie about him, in spite of the fact that they had the video, they had the information, they knew that their initial reporting was wrong, they never should have rushed to judgment on the initial reporting anyway. But they continued to do it. That's why they're being sued. It has nothing to do with them getting a story wrong because of breaking news and not having all of the facts. CNN and Washington Post and others are now saying, well, we have the tape now. So now we're, yeah, but you had the tape when you continued to attack him. And we know that you had the tape because everybody had the tape. You know why? Because the black Hebrew Israelites released it Sunday morning. They're the ones who recorded it. So the fact that they had the evidence of the case and they still chose to lie about this kid and attack him publicly and attack him with their private verified Twitter accounts and everything else, that's why they're being sued. Not because they were a news outlet that got a story wrong, but because they had the facts and they chose to ignore them. We have more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Get away. Go well. What? Go what? What? It's my first day back. What? Get a what? Get a, I don't even know what the heck came out of my mouth. I, I don't know what you said. I don't know. I don't know what that was supposed to be. I don't either. I don't think he was English. Uh, so. It was something. I was probably reading something and a mixture of four words came out. So I apologize. Uh, welcome back. Uh, thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3. Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendricks. And don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at RealCaseyH. You can also follow me on Facebook at Casey the Host, YouTube, and Twitch at Casey the Host as well. All right, 574 2595 953. That is 2595 953. You can also, again, send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Okay, do you remember that Kansas police officer who said that a McDonald's employee had written the words effing pig on his coffee cup? Remember that, Joe? Do you remember me saying, just be careful with these stories because we have had a couple of these police stories also turn out to be fake hate? Uh-oh. Twas a hoax, ladies and gentlemen. It did not happen. The officer wrote the message him. Self. Harrington Police Chief Brian Hornaday did not reveal the 23-year-old officer's name, but did say that the individual has been fired, according to KSNT News. 
Now, this is absolutely a black eye on law enforcement, Hornaday said. I truly hope that the former officer of the Harrington Police Department that did this, I hope he understands the magnitude of the black eye that this gives the law enforcement profession from coast to coast. None of us can be excluded from that. Uh, Yep. Now, Reason.com, which will frequently take a somewhat... um, anti-law enforcement bent says the incident should remind everyone not to immediately succumb to knee-jerk outrage when they read news stories like the initial one about the coffee cup not every hateful incident is exactly what it appears to be or even real it's always prudent to wait for more details since in many cases these kinds of things turn out to be hoaxes and the police are perfectly capable of spreading misinformation Uh, and they're right this is the third or fourth Police officer that, well, one of them was technically a security official, wasn't a full-fledged police officer. The third or fourth one in the past, I don't know, six to eight months or something like that, that I have covered that did this. And I, look, I don't understand, I don't understand the reasoning behind this. I really don't. You know, there is, if you are a civilian and you do it, there is at least, you're going to get caught, but there's at least the possibility of you raising some money when you do it. Because a lot of those fake hate scandals end up with a crowdfunding campaign and they get thousands of dollars. Now, if it's if it's not captured quick enough, they, get, they keep some of that. They have to pay some back. They keep some. Uh, if it is caught quickly, they have to pay it all back. Uh, one of them at least has been charged with fraud. But for the most part, they get away with it, which is crazy because it's felonious if you're to steal that amount. And really, what are you doing besides stealing? I mean, you're stealing from people. So when you're a police officer, though, if you do something like this, uh, there's no monetary gain. What is the point? You're going to get caught. So I, I, don't, I don't understand the motivation behind it. At least with another motivation, you're trying to raise your social media status. Maybe make some bucks, maybe sell some t-shirts and some products and things like that. Had a couple of people set up online stores as a result of all of that stuff. Trying to start a movement. That lady who um, had the the uh, openly pro-gay house that was painted with rainbows and stuff like that. Who fabricated that uh, neighbor's hateful letter to her. She started a whole apparel company as a result of that so at least i can see an end game for her even though she defrauded everybody but for a cop i don't understand what the motivation is it doesn't do any good all it does is make people not like police officers and and again it's unjustified but there is a public relations crisis law enforcement in this country right now and a lot of that is because people are lying about them but then you have these legitimate stories that come along where a cop is literally doing something bad and now you're not helping the situation because you're going to get found out. You're going to get discovered. There's cameras everywhere. This is the thing that I don't understand. There are cameras everywhere, and people keep falling for this stuff. I don't I don't get it, but it is what it is, I suppose. Anyway, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Uh, Casey, the CNN thing. Perfect example of fake media reports. Additional examples are liberal and media attacks on Trump for the Iran general's death. Yep. Of course, we talked about that today as well. 
Uh, we got some local stuff to get to and some additional things that we have to talk about. We've got to talk about this conviction of this uh, kid who murdered that girl and, and his baby. Uh, we'll talk about that and more coming up. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. Follow me online at Casey, the host on Facebook, or Real KCH on Twitter.